0: Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but is limited to the dissemination of general information. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the options presented. Certified Advisory Corp. is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered, or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another edition of On the Money with a Certified Financial Group right here on News ninety six point five WDBO's Ask the Experts Weekend. We are here with a Certified Planet Professional from Certified Financial Group, the Oracle of Orlando, Joe Burt, alongside Gary Abley. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys today?
1: Doing great. It's
0: beautiful morning to be here in Central Florida. It was a nice morning. I was. It was really hot yesterday, and I was expecting it to be muggy this morning. But then it this was a nice morning. morning. When I got up to get yeah. the paper at five o'clock, it was a little
2: crisp. It was. It was. You know what not not so humid. Yeah, I like that word crisp. crisp. It yes. Crisp. It was crisp.
0: That was an excellent way to describe that. That was it. Crisp.
2: <laughs> well, Gary and I are here this morning to bring, bring crisp dialogue to our listeners that may be interested in things regarding their personal finances. Gary and I are here to answer questions that you might have about things about stocks and bonds and mutual funds and real estate and long-term health care, IRAs, annuities, life insurance, reverse mortgages, all that and more. And as we say, we are not a one-hour infomercial. We take questions live. This is the only financial call-in show in Central Florida that's hosted exclusively by Certified Financial Planner Professionals. We now have 12 Certified Financial Planner Professionals under one roof at Certified Financial Group in Eltamont Springs. We're very proud of that. And we are here to answer your questions. As we say on Monday through Friday, we do financial planning and wealth management for a fee. But on Saturday morning, we are here absolutely free. So if you have any questions regarding your personal finances, Anything that somebody's perhaps told you? What was that thing we are talking about, Kyle, the myths? Uh, we are talking about uh,
0: oh, uh, your idea? Certified Financial Group Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Yes. yes, correct. Oh, yes. How's that's that work? Right. Oh, well, that's very simple. All you got to do is think of something that your cousin, aunt, great-aunt, grandfather, or something you thought was true for 25 years, if you just want to confirm it. That's right. That's what we're going to do. Just call up and say, hey, I've heard this. I've been doing this for 10 years because the great-grandmother of my neighbor's two doors down was a financial planner for Gimbel's department <laughs> stores in New York, and she told me this, and I've been doing that. And it's not working. And I, I just want to make sure that I can do that. That's what, what that's what certified financial group Mythbusters are. You that's just call us up, fact or fiction, Guess ask us, is this right? And we just confirm it for you. That's what we do. Right. Or we tell them
2: your great-great-grandmother was perhaps not totally there.
0: Yes, or that may have been true for 1962 or could 1983 or 1997, but it's 2019 and things change all the time. So, you know, there's just a good way to just say, hey, you know what? Let me just check. Let me call in and make sure this is actually true. That's right. And you do that by dialing 844-220-0965. That's 844 220 0965. Or you can text it. We will take the TechSmith questions to 21232. 2, 2. That is 21232. 2, 2. Topic for today, uh, Gary Abley, I believe is, is up for you. And this is an interesting one because this was in the headlines a lot this week. How will the current trade dispute with China impact your portfolio? And is this a time to allocate more funds abroad?
3: Well, and I think, Kyle, we've gotten a little bit of that answer just by the recent stock market performance. You know, the market does not like uncertainty, and that's really what we have in the trade negotiations right now with China. So I always like to say any little correction or downturn in the market gives us an opportunity, so I like to view it as an opportunity to rebalance your account. Let's say you have, you're an investor and you want to be 50% in equities, which are stock mutual funds, and 50% in fixed income or bond mutual funds, and we have a drop of 10%. Well, that means all of a sudden if your fixed income is flat, you're now 45% in equities and, and 55% in fixed income. So you have an opportunity to sell some fixed income to rebalance your portfolio back to 50-50. So nobody can give you an answer as to what the end result will be with the China negotiations. But I think it's important for our listeners to know that GDP, uh, as a percentage of GDP, our exports to China is really a very, very small fraction. Our trade with Canada and Mexico is so much more significant. So I would not worry about these negotiations. I would view them as a potential opportunity. Again, market doesn't like uncertainty. Do you have any thought on that, Joe?
2: Uh, no, you're 100% right. Uh, and I, you probably saw in this morning's Wall Street Journal or heard on the financial news that uh, the president has lifted the bans on aluminum and steel from Canada and Mexico to uh, help move the new uh, trade negotiations between those two major North American countries along the way. So that should help somewhat. But I, you're right about it. And, frankly, we have the, we have the leverage with China. We certainly do. And they, uh, they have to keep you know their, their billions of uh, citizens employed, keep them happy. And um, the name of the game is to keep making that stuff that we buy. And if that starts
3: to go soft, they really have major problems. So they need us at the moment more than we need them. Well, that's right. And, you know, China now has a middle class that's uh, higher than our entire population. Yes. And as their wages keep going up, the competitive advantages of manufacturing in China are lowered, of course. And so we may see a resurgence, possibly, in manufacturing here in the States.
2: And that middle class, uh, in recent years, they've had the ability to do a lot of borrowing. There's a lot of construction going on. A lot of folks have uh, gone out on the limb and now have debt that they didn't have in years past. And if if we remember what it was like 10 years ago when people lost their jobs and couldn't make those mortgage payments and the discontent that you have running around the country. So China is under a great deal of pressure, and I think the president is putting the pressure on at the right time, although I know in some quarters it's not politically popular. It's not maybe politically correct, but sometimes you have to take short-term pain for long-term gain, and frankly, I think he's doing the right thing.
0: Right, so just safe. like that. Yeah, absolutely. If you've got a question, it's eight four four two two zero zero nine six five. That is eight four four two two zero zero nine six five. Text machine's up and running as well. Two one two three two. That is two one two three two. We got a first caller this morning. This is Debbie in Orlando. Debbie, good morning. You're on. Good morning, Debbie. In the What's up? Thanks for calling. Hi.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I have a um, HSA balance in my account. I'm on severance right now. And I do have some medical bills to pay. I was wondering if it's possible
2: if I should use that HSA to pay the medical bills or I remember at one of your workshops that um, advised to
1: keep that as a savings.
2: Sure. Well, I think uh, we'll answer your question just a minute, Debbie, for our listeners that might not be familiar with what an HSA is. that's kind of Tell
3: listeners how an HSA is and why you want to use it. That's right. So a health savings account is a bank account or an investment account that you can fund, and you can get not only a federal tax deduction for your funding, but also a payroll tax deduction. And the beauty of this, now you have to be enrolled in a high deductible health plan to qualify to contribute to the HSA bank account or investment account. Now, the beauty of investing in such an account is that all of the money will grow, and while you get a deduction putting it in, just like with a retirement account, everything you take out, unlike a retirement account, will be tax-free if used for medical expenses. Now, that could be medical, it could be prescriptions, maybe LASIK surgery, uh, you know, vision, dental, etc., you know, one one of the things, we, we've got a workshop coming up on June 22nd on health care where I really go into the details of uh, should you use your HSA or, or shouldn't you. We're going to need, according to AARP and Forbes, about $255,000 at age 65 for a normal retirement for our health care expenses as a couple. So to answer your question, because of this large need and because of the beauty of compounding of money, I typically would recommend if you have funds outside of the HSA account, try to keep that account intact so that you can grow that money, have it compound, and then have a you know a boatload of money to pay for those health care expenses. Very few people will be able to save enough in their health savings accounts to pay for all of their medical expenses. So my my question back to you would be if you have available funds elsewhere, I would leave your money intact. Now. Here's a mistake a lot of people make and where I would kind of circle back and maybe uh, change my opinion. If your money in your health savings account is sitting in a bank earning 0.02 percent, then we're really not doing any good. Uh, there are custodians. Optum Bank uh, is one, for example. Spell that. It's uh, O, P is in Paul, T is in Tom, U, M is in Mary. Uh, that is – Uh, By far one of the best custodians, I think, for health savings accounts. There is a small monthly fee, but you have, I want to say 20, 25 different investment options. They're commission free. They're transaction fee free. Uh, there are Vanguard funds. There are a number of terrific mutual fund companies to choose from. And, uh, as I said, if, if you're earning .02%, then, uh, you know, that's not, that's not doing you any good. But you can, and some employers, by the way, Uh, We'll have an account set up maybe at a local bank for their employees. There is nothing that prohibits you from doing a tax-free rollover into another custodian for a balance of that money. Now, you'll have to keep your account open at the bank because that's where your employer is depositing your withholding and any employer contribution, if any, into your health savings account. But there's nothing that precludes anyone from rolling money over in lump sum into another custodian so that you can have some good investment options.
2: Let's talk about the limits.
3: So the limits, I believe, are 6,900 for this year uh, for a, a family. So if you are, I can't read that, Joe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> seven thousand.
3: <000. laughs> seven thousand this year. All right. yeah, they so raised so it. They raised it. So it's seven thousand dollars, and it's basically what you can do is put that money in if you have family coverage. Now, family coverage is defined as anything other than single coverage. That would be employee child, employee spouse, or employee spouse children. Uh, so if you have family coverage, the limit is 7000 Now, if you happen to be 55 or older, you can put in an extra $1,000. Uh, if both husband and wife are in HSA plans, again, the maximum for the family that can be put away is 7000 if a uh, husband and wife are both 55 or older, they can each put in an extra 1000 So really what that would amount to would be 4500 each if both people were covered. So
2: that's $9,000 a year you could take as a tax deduction. yeah, if
3: you're both over 55. You can invest it. You can invest allow it. Allow
2: it to grow totally tax-free. That's right. Be used for your medical expenses.
3: And, and take it out tax-free. And take it
2: out tax-free. Yep.
3: Now, if for some reason, you know, I, I get this argument, well, what if I – I'm a healthy person, and what if I have $200,000 at age 65 and, you know, maybe uh I don't need this for health care? I'm going to say, well, you haven't looked at the Medicare Part B, the Medicare Part D, the Medicare supplement costs, but uh in dental and everything else, that's not covered by Medicare in retirement. But if, in fact, you did have excess monies, you can use that simply for retirement, just like a retirement account, like a 401K or an IRA, but you will pay income taxes, if you don't use it for medical expenses once you're retired.
2: Does that help
3: you, Debbie?
1: That helps, yes. Thank you. De-
2: Debbie, here's here's the key, though. As Gary said, if you have money, other monies, by that he means other cash. Now, we don't want you taking it out of your 401K. We don't want you putting it on a credit card. Hmm. But if you have other cash, idle cash, particularly, hopefully money sitting in the checking account or a low-yielding savings account, that's where you want to use it. If right. you don't have that, then tap your HSA. Exactly.
0: All right?
1: All right. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you Debbie. for the
0: call, Debbie. All right, Debbie, thank you so much. Appreciate the phone call. If you want Debbie's line, it's 844-220-0965. That's 844-220-0965. Or you can text your question to 21232. That is is two one two. Three, two. Well, it is time to take a quick break to get the three big things you need to know. We will continue to plan tomorrow today with the Certified Financial Group right here on News ninety six point five WDBO. Welcome back. This is On the Money with the Certified Financial Group right here on News ninety six point five WDBO. It is all a part of our Ask the Experts weekend. We are five minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic with Dave Wall over in the News ninety six five Newsroom. So. Uh, excellent time to get on the phone line so you can ask your question to the Oracle of Orlando, Joe Burke, alongside Gary Abley, Certified Planner Professionals at Certified Financial Group. And again, 844-220-0965 is the number to dial us up, 844-220-0965. Text machine is up and running as well, 21232, that is 21232. We should actually keep it about 160 characters because that's all we can see on our screen Again, two one two three two. Got a couple of text questions in here for you, Joe. I don't know if you Go saw ahead. those yet. Uh, I'm on Medicare and have a pension. Can I fund an HSA with my RMD? Perhaps. Perhaps. That's right. So that's uh, not a it's, yes no or maybe. No.
3: Right? So <laughs> if you are on Medicare, uh, either Part A or Part B, you actually cannot fund an HSA account. But now here's sort of an exception. We find that people will elect Social Security, let's say, at 62, they need the money, and they're still working. Well, what will happen is when they turn 65, they'll automatically be enrolled in Medicare Part A. Oftentimes, they won't elect Part B because that's not necessary if they're still working and they have group health insurance through their employer. Now, if they're in an HSA plan, let's say you're 65 years old, you have been automatically enrolled in Part A, you're still working, and you're you're enrolled in an HSA-compatible health plan. What's necessary to contribute to an HSA at that point is to disenroll out of Medicare Part A. You actually have to call Medicare and say, I don't want Medicare Part A. I'm still working. I'm still covered under a group health plan. And then you can continue to contribute to that HSA account. You can continue to get a deduction for it. And by the way, that deduction is an above-the-line deduction. You know, for the self-employed people out there that uh, don't have a cafeteria plan at work, uh, they get a above-the-line deduction. So you do, you do not need to itemize in order to get that deduction, which is really a good thing. So, right. uh, But to, to answer the question, if somebody is on Medicare, enrolled in Medicare, they cannot contribute to an HSA. So that answer would be no, but there are cases where you could if you
0: disenroll. Okay. Interesting. Uh, interestingly enough, that was a good question. Again, two one two three two is the text line. Two one two three two. Let's see. We got about ninety seconds here. Uh Let's take. Let's take Brad, and we'll start. Let's see with that. if we can get Brad. All right, Brad. Let's see if we can fit you in before here. Brad, go ahead. Good morning, Brad.
1: Hey. Hey. Good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up? Hey, I've got a question. I last year I purchased a, a UL. With the intent of overfunding it, my minimum payment was two twenty four a month and I decided to to pay about between three fifty and four hundred each month okay. and I recently met with an advisor and he said that uh what I need to do is increase my death benefit because at the rate I'm going, it's not gonna meet the uh the seven year test right and um and I'll have tax I'll probably have tax issues you know seven eight nine years from now. So I'm just curious, what would be a good idea? Is that a good idea to go ahead and increase the debt benefit and then continue to overfund it? Well, or should I just keep it where it's at?
2: Well, first of all, why did you buy a UL policy and why are you overfunding it?
1: Well, I like the idea of having uh, the cash value, uh, the growth rate on the cash value was really, really, really good. And, and when they ran the illustration, it it. it it was unbelievable how much cash it generated in a oh, short right. amount of time. Yes,
3: those illustrations can sometimes be unbelievable. And unfortunately, we work with the <laughs> 30s, 70s and 80s when they come in and they say, Hey, this thing is blowing up on me. The insurance carrier now wants me to pay 1200 a month
0: to keep the same darn uh, death benefit.
2: Brad, if you can hang on the hang phone, we'll we get back to you. Hang yes, on the please. line.
0: We uh, this is a bigger topic and uh, we'll tell everybody UL is and in case you don't know. That's something we don't get thrown around too often. Again, 844-220-0965. That is 844-220 or text us your question to 21232. Time for news. Here's Dave Wall.
3: News 96.5 WDBO.
0: Welcome back. This is On the Money with a certified financial group right here on News 96.5 WDBO's Ask the Experts Weekend. We are here taking your phone calls at 844-220-0965. That is 844-220-0965. 0965. We're also taking your text questions as well at 21232. Two, two. That is 21232. Two, two. We are here with your Oracle of Orlando, Joe Burt, alongside Gary Adeley, certified planet professionals at the Certified Financial Group. And Joe, in case anybody may have joined us during the latest news, weather and traffic, what can they call you about? Well, Gary and I are here to answer the questions that might be on your mind.
2: Uh, we like to call ourselves the financial body shop. We go through life, maybe some dings and bangs up on our financial, uh, Carcass, if you will, maybe. That's not a good <laughs> term. <laughs> Financial body. And we bring out the bondo, and we will fix you up, Pat. make those patches, and get you well on your way and on the highway. So that's why we're here. And if you have any questions regarding your personal finances about uh, insurance and reverse mortgages and annuities and health savings accounts and fire and 401Ks, all that and more, we are here. And the good news for you, we've got a
0: couple of lines open. All you have to do is pick up the phone and dial these magic numbers. 844 220 0-9-6-5. That is 844-220-0965. You know, last week you brought out Bondo uh-huh. because you weren't here and Nancy said, you know, the pocketbook questions or the Bondo, as Joe Burt likes to call it. And I said I was going to Google to see if Bondo was still around. Oh, yeah. And it is. Of course. It is. It's not uh highly known, but it is back there on the shelf. If you can go get Bondo. It, that's correct. Introduced okay. in 1955. By 3 that's AM. right. Well, we had a caller before we went to latest news, weather, and traffic. Brad in Melbourne. Uh, Joe, do you want to, uh, restage a little bit? We will restage. Brad, uh,
2: you had a question and you're overfunding your UL for our listeners that might not be familiar with that. That's a universal life policy that, uh, unlike a whole life policy, you have a death, be- you have a death benefit, but the rate of return on the cash value, uh, is a, a function of how that cash value is invested. Is yours what's called an indexed universal life policy?
1: No, it's a fixed. U, it's a fixed rate uh, fixed UL.
2: A fixed UL. So what is it? Yeah, what it's is not. Our,
1: it's not indexed.
2: Okay. What is what is the rate that you're getting on the fixed side?
1: The uh, guarantee rate was four and a half percent, and the the statement I have now is getting like right, right at seven.
2: So it's not fixed. It's really variable.
1: Yeah, it's variable. It's not, it's not gonna, uh, it won't go below four and a half percent.
3: Right, okay, okay.
2: Got so, it. Got
1: it.
3: when we look at illustrations, what I would recommend is you look at the guaranteed column and not the, you know, nice illustration column because oftentimes we see that guarantee column is what ends up prevailing. Now you mentioned before the break, uh, that you were thinking of increasing the death benefit amount so that it would not fail, uh, IRS testing. And the only problem right. with that, of course, is more of the what you're paying is going to go to an insurance premium and less to the investment. And, you know, we were talking on the break, and, you know, our, our philosophy, and it's, it's a fairly strong philosophy, is you should invest money in investments, and you should buy life insurance. And uh, outside of needing it, right. perhaps for special needs purposes or estate taxes, we recommend, you know, low-cost term insurance and uh, purchasing investments that uh, aren't tied to or where you're not limited to the investment choices by what the insurance carrier is offering. Oftentimes, uh, Brad, we do fiduciary scoring of the mutual funds, and when we look at some of the options within some of these UL contracts, let's just say they don't score very well. Our compliance uh, officer would see a lot of red and yellow, and uh, we tell our clients mm-hmm. they need to see green on those reports, not red and yellow. So, the point is we we tend to see not so great investment options within these contracts, and you're you're trying to you're trying to put uh, two things together that in our opinion belong separate. And life insurance for your life insurance needs investments. Yeah, so. Brad,
2: Brad, I presume yeah. that you're you're funding this because it's money for the future, which generally is retirement. Is that probably a good assumption?
1: Uh, Well, yeah, it is, but you know, I like to use that money for play money as well. So um, I have a, uh, I I do. I'm an active investor, so I I just didn't, I just didn't want to put any more money in investments. Uh, You know, I I max out an IRA. Um, My wife and I both uh, contribute to our IRA, and uh, and and also I have a a really pretty good 401k and a pension. Uh, where I work. So okay, let, let's we circ- just felt like
2: Brad. Brad let, let's the, circle, the let's circle life- back. Let's circle back to the 401k. Does your wife have a 401k at work? 403b. 403B? Uh, no, she she does
1: not. Okay. She does not.
2: And how much are you putting?
1: Uh, she, in- just, she she just has. What's that?
2: How much are you putting into your 401k?
1: You know, I'm I'm putting in about three hundred dollars a month in that, and then it's getting it's getting a I'm getting a match of six percent. Okay.
2: Well, you are underfunding your 401k. How old are you? Are you under 50? i uh,
1: 48. 48, okay. So
2: you yep. can... We fund. also have a
1: pension now.
3: Yeah. Okay, we understand. Also have a pension.
1: I understand. Yeah. I but understand. But
3: you can fund, of course, your 401k up to 19,000. And really what Joe is saying, I believe, is that instead of yeah. uh, funding this insurance policy and, and it being a quasi-investment, why not Fund your 401k and get a current tax deduction for it, save taxes, because when you fund that mm-hmm. life insurance policy, you're not getting a deduction for it. And I'd rather see you get a deduction and com- be able to save more uh, on an sure. ad, you know on a pre-tax basis. So that would be yeah. Our... That
1: sounds that sounds like it makes
3: sense. Yeah, yep. that
2: that makes a far more sense than putting money into an insurance policy because when you mix investments and insurance in the same program, you get the worst of both worlds. I'll tell you what, for you and our listeners, I want you to go to our website, that's financialgroup.com. Go to financialgroup.com and click on, uh, let's see, on the, the rest of, um, on the rest of the story. On, on the learn, I'm sorry, under learning center, financialgroup.com, click on learning center and then click on the rest of the story. The rest of the story, and there's a couple of articles that have been written about using universal life as a retirement plan, it'll open your eyes and I think it'll give you some clarification. But Brad, to answer your question directly, you you, you have to increase the death benefit and when you increase the death benefit, then that means that's less money there going for your retirement plan and Gary summed it up. We would recommend that you stop doing that and maximize your contribution to your 401k. You get immediate tax deduction, the money will grow for you without being taxed and the long run you have far more money than what you might see on an illustration, which of course is not guaranteed.
3: And one, one quick caveat, right. do, do not get rid of that life insurance policy until you have a replacement, hopefully a very low cost from an A rated carrier term policy. Once you have that in your hand, it's active, then yeah. you can stop funding the Universal Life Policy and just get the cash value back.
1: Yeah. So I I do have a I do have a uh a term policy. Oh good. Um both my wife and I both have those. Um, the only reason why I have the uh, UL is because I like the the permanent insurance in place. But I, I'm really not. I didn't purchase it for the purpose of the life insurance. More more the cash accumulation. Sure. That's the reason why I purchased it.
2: Sure. But that. Uh, but when you're putting that cash in there, some of that cash that you're putting in there is sucked away by the insurance premium costs, which are going to increase every year as your mortality goes up. Those mortality costs increase, and the cost of maintaining that policy increases.
3: And in, so, in something okay. else called commissions that right. insurance agents right. can, mm, right. can make that right. also lower the, uh, right. the end up taking a lot. There's a place return. for
2: life insurance, but as we say, we don't generally recommend that you that you combine investing and insurance in the same product.
0: But, okay. Brad, we okay. appreciate your call yes. and wish you the best. Thank you, Brad. All right. If you want Brad's line, it's 844-220-0965. That is 844-220- Ze965. or you can text us your question to two one two three two. That is two one two three two. We got a couple of text questions in here for the panel. First one here: Texter writes, "I need fourteen hundred a month to withdraw from my four hundred one k. Currently at three hundred and sixty k, do I have enough? How much on bonds?" That is the text question
3: in at 21232. So of course that is the problem with text messages. We'd want to ask some more questions, but just doing a quick calculation, that withdrawal rate is a little bit above 4%. So one question I would have, especially where this person sounds like they're still in the 401k is how old are they? And, you know, we typically would like to see a withdrawal rate at 4% or below. Uh, when you're 70 and a half, you start out with a required minimum distribution from your retirement accounts of 3.65%, to give you an idea. Uh, there are some folks who like the idea of taking just the required minimum distribution amount. But in general, when we do financial plans, Joe, the success rate of plans, when we see a 4% withdrawal rate, I typically see – a success rate, and, and by the way, a success rate is that you won't outlive your money. In other right. words, you'll have some money on on uh, an assumed death date of. Mm-hmm. I usually use ninety five for the man and a hundred for the woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, you, you typically you'll see a success rate in the sixty to eighty percent range. Would you? Is that what you generally yep. see? Yep. Okay. Once you get up to about five percent on the withdrawal rate, which is where we're headed uh, in this particular example, success rate typically goes you know six percent, or, or I should say sixty percent or below. So uh, we would say that might be a little bit too much to take out. Now the question regarding how much to put in bonds, and this is a real cookie cutter answer because we can't, we don't have the dialogue with the text, but I usually say a minimum percentage in equities, meaning the stock portion of someone's portfolio, should be 110 less their age. So a 60-year-old ought to have still about 50% of their money in stock, 50% in bonds. Now, that's, again, a cookie cutter. We would do a five-page risk assessment questionnaire. And uh, for people who are more aggressive, you know, we would up that equity portion. If somebody were more conservative, of course, we'd knock down the equity portion to suit their risk tolerance. But in general, 110 less your age as the percentage in equities is a good rule of thumb.
2: Let's, uh, let's talk, we're talking about the uh, success ratio. Where do we see that? When we do financial planning, we do what's called a Monte Carlo simulation, which is stress testing the probability of you achieving your goal. So let's tell our listeners what that looks like and
3: why we do it. Well, it looks like spaghetti is what it looks <laughs> like. <laughs> or we like to call it hurricane tracking. Hurricane tracking, right. So it's, it, it will have a, uh, a dark line, which is the average of all of the possible different outcomes that you could experience from historical perspectives, and, of course, we don't know the future, so the expected outcome is the midpoint of all of the possible outcomes, and we apply a standard deviation, a risk element, based upon what that uh, standard deviation looks like for their particular portfolio. So let's say their standard deviation is 10 percent, as an example, which it often is in a moderate risk portfolio. That's really the idea of uh, their possible outcomes ranging by more than 10% in either direction from a norm. In other words, two-thirds of the possible outcomes will fall within that range, and a third will fall outside that range. But the important thing to note is what I always tell people when I hand them the financial plan, uh, I jokingly say, now now this is not accurate at all. And the reason I say that is a financial plan is nothing but, A ton of assumptions. We're making assumptions on inflation. We're making assumptions on investment rates of return. We have to guess when somebody's going to die. So we have all these assumptions. Now, the beauty of a financial planning process is the longer we update those plans with our clients from year to year, of course, the more accurate they become. Once we have some history with our client, we say, all right, your investments have been averaging 6% not the 5% we assumed, we can change your plan and maybe use 6% as the number for your investment return versus 5%. But uh, to answer the question, the Monte Carlo gives you an idea of the possible success rate, and it's quantified in a percentage success rate.
2: Right. And we do financial planning for our clients. We do that for a fee, and um, Mm -hmm. stay away from anybody who offers to do it for free, because chances are all they want to do is get you in their office, and Convince you to sell something. Stay away from people that want to put you in products that have their company name on them because they have a particular axe to grind. We are a totally independent firm. We have no axe to grind. We are fiduciaries for our clients in financial planning and wealth management. And we'd be glad to talk with you. You can reach us on the web at financialgroup.com. That's financialgroup.com. Or you can call our office on Monday at 407-869-9800. And don't try calling today because... I just got a text that there's some work going on at our office, and that's to be expected. But uh, Ah. we
3: are expanding our office, right, Gary? We are. So the Duke is changing out the transformer today, so our power will be off for a little bit. Yeah, we've got
2: a big expansion going on. We're going to add three uh, high-quality certified financial planners to our staff here in the coming year, and uh, we look forward to the finished product. It's
0: going to be a little pain going through it,
2: but uh, that's all part of progress. Yes, absolutely. Now, Joe, one thing. Well, we're, that, we're up
0: against the break sorry, here. Guys. Right. I want to give the phone number 844-220-0965, 844-220-0965. We have a couple of text questions that uh, need to be asked as well. We'll get those on the other side. We will continue playing tomorrow. Today. Right after we get the three big things you need to know. WDBO. WDBO. the final segment of On the Money with a Certified Financial Group right here on News 96.5 WDBO, all a part of our Ask the Experts weekend. Last chance to get your question answered by the Oracle of Orlando, Joe Burt, and Gary Abley, Certified Planet Professionals at the Certified Financial Group here, and not only taking your phone calls, but taking your text questions as well at 21232. That is 21232. All righty, Joe and Gary, we got about four minutes left, of, well, three minutes left of the show, actually, uh, so I want to get some of these text questions in here. I'm retired but started collecting Social Security at age 62. I'm turning 65 in June. How do I sign up for Medicare A and B? Do I need Plan D or G as well? There's a G already?
3: Well, yeah, a, it's a plan. It's a supplement. Uh, so it's, it's very confusing. We actually have a workshop June 22nd. to go over all the alphabet soup with Medicare. The answer to the question is, a and B is going to cover about 80% of your body. Uh, so you, you need a supplement or you need Part C Medicare. So let's talk about A, a and B. B. A yeah, covers So A covers primarily hospitalization and Part B, which you pay a premium for. So A is free. You can apply for Part A and B at Medicare.gov. So you can do that online or you can do it in your Social Security office. Now, again, it doesn't cover but about 80% of your health care needs. So you'll either need a supplement, and that's what he was referring to when he said Plan G. And Plan G is an excellent plan. I, I do recommend that. And I do recommend the supplement route for people who can afford it because it gives you a much broader network. Part C is a different program. We don't have enough time to go into it today, but uh, it's an alternative to a supplement where you get your insurance or you get your care from an insurance company rather than through the Medicare system. That's basically Medicare Advantage. Medicare Advantage, exactly. Right. So you can apply Medicare.gov, and yes, I think you need a supplement or Part C, and Part D is the prescription portion of Medicare that goes along with the supplements. Very yeah. confusing. Come to the workshop. Come to the if workshop. You need, if you Let me plug help. that in so and, and speaking of date? workshops, yes. that's, that one's June 22nd. Right. We, we do a lot of talking about financial plans, and, You know, nobody really understands what what's the deliverable when you hire somebody to do a financial plan. So I've developed a workshop that's going to be on August 24th, and we're going to go through a sample financial plan. So you actually would be able to see what do I get when I hire a financial planner to prepare a financial plan. And then we'll go through all the different assumptions. So I think that will be very worthwhile for our listeners to attend that.
2: So more information, go to our website. That's financialgroup.com, financialgroup.com. Click on workshops. We hold them. In our office in Elsmont Springs, Gary provides great information as well as some edibles to uh, get you through the hour and a half session. Two edibles. hours, two hours <laughs> session, but it's great. Oh, yeah. It's great information, and you and leave your checkbook at home. It is absolutely free. We're not trying to sell you something. All right, let's get the next text. here. Sure. Hey,
0: edibles, I like that one. Edibles. Listening to you on the radio, I have about 90k in the TDA program in New York. I am 63 and working in Central Florida. What can I do to increase and secure yet? And that's why we (laughs) actually keep it to about 160 characters, folks, because it gets cut off at uh, 160. Do we have enough there to... uh... Well, TDA
2: is probably a tax-deferred annuity. Okay. You have $90,000. Okay. And working in Central Florida, what can I do to increase and secure? I don't know. Well,
3: need to save more money. And uh, depending on whether you're still working for that company, you may be able to roll that into an IRA. Yep. If they're with a different employer and, you know, perhaps have some different options than the annuity that they're currently in
0: 30 seconds left so let's give out the phone numbers websites, so and what's the best way to reach you guys
3: during the week
2: 407-869-9800 or better yet go to our website financialgroup.com financialgroup.com we're the only firm in central florida that has 12 certified financial planners under one roof we work with our clients on a fee and we love to work with you
0: All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of On the Money. We'll be back next week. We will continue to plan tomorrow. Today. Right here on News 96.5 WDBO. George Ramirez has the latest news, weather, and traffic. This is
2: News 96.5.